everyone and welcome back to another new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Today we're joined by another heavy hitter, a guy that fronted one of my favorite bands from my youth, Matty Arsenal from A Loss for Words. He also yells in a hardcore band called The World that is currently blowing up rather quickly. Be sure to check out their EP wherever you stream music. If you're in the LA area, be sure to catch The World opening for E-Town Concrete in Long Beach at Supply and Demand on September 16th. I was able to get my friend Adam Warinsky to join me for this episode. He's the guy that turned me on to a loss for words back in the day when we were kids. Him and I lived on Dan Troy Drive together in Buffalo and used to go see these pop punk bands together religiously. So it was a real treat to finally get Maddie on this thing for a fun little hang and shoot the shit about stuff we're all super passionate about. Be sure to follow Maddie on Instagram at MaddieAL4W. That's M-A-T-T-Y-A-L-4-W. And be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Kellen's Petty Talk Show to stay up to date on all new guest announcements. Without further ado, the kids can't lose. Let's fucking do this. Not sure if you were aware, the other podcasts don't compare. Tell your mom if she's too busy to literally stop what she's doing. I need a link. Fucking get it started, baby. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. Thanks so much for being here. This is so no sick. Problem. Mm-hmm. No yeah, problem. No problem. Nice shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks, dude. It's an OG. I found it at a Goodwill. Dude, that's that's a, <laughs> that's, found, a that's a good find right there. I found like five set your goals shirts at the same exact time. I, I couldn't even. So I was it. dumping them. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> it's like a year ago. All right, yeah. what's up, Maddie? How you doing, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I'm just uh actually chilling at my my mom's house right now. Uh, about to go get some dinner with my my two co-workers Sarah and Katrina and you know get my weekend started dude hell yeah thank you so much for being here we're stoked to have you absolutely so Adam here is actually the guy that turned me on to your band probably I don't even know how many years ago was that oh probably like a decade ago at least least that (laughs) yeah so we've been we've been stoked on a loss for words for a very long time and Mm -hmm. 
that whole that whole time period of bands was our our favorite of the pop punk scene for sure. So, I, uh, I I appreciate that. Yeah, and actually, uh, I was talking to Kyle O'Neill from Fireworks earlier. He wanted me to say that he says hi. <laughs> oh, that's my guy. You know what's funny is is on tour back in the day, people used to think that we were cousins. <laughs> really, you do <laughs> yeah. look alike for sure. It's, it's the faces. <laughs> It's yeah, definitely. I don't know. We, we, yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the smiles or something like that. I don't know. But everybody's always like, "You guys like related or something?" You guys look like you guys would be cousins. <laughs> Brett always says that he's as loyal as a golden retriever. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, dude. I mean, like I said, thank you so much for for having me on here. I really do appreciate it. And you know, right, I, I love seeing people repping old set your goal shirts. So I already know this is gonna be a fun time, dude. Of course. So, uh, happy belated birthday, by the way. Did you do anything fun for your birthday? So actually, I will first off, thank you. Um, or, or should I say no, thank you, because I don't want to be 38. Um, <laughs> hold on real quick. Hey, bye, mom. All right, love you. <laughs> I'm coming home tonight. All right, love you. Hey, see, so you never get you never get too old to, to tell your mom that that you love her, you know? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so basically, I'm in a new hardcore band called The World, um, which is yes. like, you know, members of like multiple different you know, hardcore bands from the Boston area. So we actually played with a legendary punk band called Negative Approach. And then um, we also, uh, this band from Columbia called Raw Brigade was also on it. So that was, that was really fun. So, you know, did that. And then I had a bunch of homies from Albany come out and we just kind of tore it up. Dude. So I just saw Negative Approach a couple weeks ago with Circle Jerks out here in yep. LA. And I just saw Raw Brigade in Philly a couple weeks ago with no pressure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, so we super we just solid. This is hard, we, we just did this is hardcore, yeah, uh, in Philly, and Rob Brigade was on that too, um, which is cool. I, I'm really stoked on that band. Actually, I was just in Colombia um, a couple weeks ago, so that was really, you know, really cool to get to talk to them, kind of about their country. And um, one of one of the members of our band is half half Honduran and half uh, Mexican, so it was really cool to like, they could kind of speak, you know, they're speaking Spanish together and shit. And that, that was, it was cool to watch that all go down. That's so sick. Didn't they just play like a show on like a, a bridge the other day in like Ohio? I don't know, but I mean, that would make complete sense though. For it was sure. so sick. I saw a bunch of pics from that. <laughs> no, so, yeah, um, so it, was, it was a good birthday minus turning 38. No, of course. <laughs> Have you uh, caught any good movies lately? Have I caught any good movies lately? You know what? I don't even have, I'm so busy with work and like, my travel schedule, man, that I don't really have time to do anything, but I do want to go see that Elvis Presley movie. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, the, the guy that played Elvis was pretty good. Who, who, who was it that played him? Austin Butler. You know what? I don't even know why I asked. I don't, I'm, I'm bad at all that stuff. My, my guitar player from Lost Words, Marky, he was always super, like, we used to play uh, six, what is it, six ways to Kevin Bacon or whatever. Uh -huh. And then, like, you say, like, one actor and you connect him to a, a movie they were in with Kevin Bacon, but he would win it every damn time. So, He's the guy that knows all that stuff. He's the cinephile in the band. Yes, absolutely. And I I, uh, I noticed you have a Jason Voorhees tattoo. Are you a horror fan at all? You know what? Not not so much. Um, I just specifically <laughs> love that that mask and like it kind of tied into a lot of things like um, uh, that that mask is, you know, like Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles wore it. Um, the movie yep. Slapshot was one of my favorite movies. Awesome. The band good. Slapshot is a, is, a, is a great punk band from mm -hmm. Boston. So just like the, the Jason mask in general has a lot of like, you know, low key symbolic meaning, you know, uh, like in my life in many, many aspects. No, of course. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, let's talk about your new project a little bit. How did that uh, new band, The World, come about? Yeah, so actually, funny enough, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. It actually started uh, during COVID uh, over Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> so one, one of my, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, like I, I bet everybody wanted some like real tough guy story about how this, this whole thing came together. But <laughs> not sure. in, we were, uh, I was playing a lot of Call of Duty with my, 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 my brother, Nick Molino. I'm from Connecticut and he was just like, yo, I'm going to go to the studio. You know, I just been wanting to write music again. Like I have like this fucking dope pop punk song and I have this fucking evil ass fucking hardcore song. Like, what do you think I should do? And I was like, I don't know how you feeling today. He goes, I'm pretty fucking pissed off. I go, well then you, you know the answer. So, you know, he went in and, and recorded the song and sent it to me. And I was like, yo, this song's fire dog. And he's like, really? You think so? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, let me sing on this shit. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you want to try to get down on it? I was like, yeah. So, you know, went to the studio um, and it just felt right. And it was my first time like ever, you know, like yelling into a microphone and whatever. And yeah, man, it just, it was, it was cool. And it just kind of all formed from there. Dude, you're an absolute natural at it too. You're so fucking good. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously I grew up in the hardcore scene and always played a massive role in my life and a lost for words, um, you know, career and, you know, where we came from, but yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do, but I was always a little insecure to do it just because, you know, I'm always I'm always pretty afraid of being judged and, and whatever. And, you know, I just I didn't want people to like be like, oh, fucking Maddie, you know, whatever, even though it's something I've always wanted to do. So I kind of always just didn't do it for my own, you know, insecurities. And then I did it and all my friends that supported it sang on the record like it just anything I thought was not even an issue at all. No one said said anything and it just naturally happened so you know shout out to all my friends who are listening right now for you know supporting me and and uh you know all my all my projects whether it's an r&b project a hardcore project pop punk whatever I, my friends are the best and they always they always support me so i'm very grateful it's so cool to see you just like bounce bounce around from all the different genres you're able to pull off but dude the ep is like an absolute start to back ripper you know you even got some guest appearances including mexi from section hate on the track numb like how enjoyable was the overall recording process and where did you guys record the whole thing yeah man so we recorded with my one of my best friends in the whole world i don't even consider him a friend of brother chris current um at reclaim studios um i lived with him for like seven years we did a bunch of like you know, um, a lost for words stuff there. I did a lot of all my class 92 stuff when I did that project there. Um, he started Paris at the, like the beginning, like, you know, when I, when I met them and started working with them. Um, yeah. So a lot of history in that studio and it only felt right to do it there. And we won't go anywhere else, man. I mean, Chris just knows how to polish our sound. And then obviously, you know, the whole thing, the whole concept is like, we want everybody to be involved in this. It's like, we're trying to be, I don't want to say we're trying to be, but like, it's very like a Wu-Tang influence. You know, like we want like just features on everything and just, you know, just just ever to be part of it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we had so many different friends, you know, like Martine from Terror and Nate from Zababa, you know, Maxi from Section Hate, um, our boy Mike Marino, Josh Hines from Root Awakening. I mean, you know, then we just had uh, we just dropped another new single. You know, we had uh, BG from Risk. Awesome fucking band. One of the hardest working bands out there right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Brad from Instigate. So yeah, man, we're just, we're just having fun and, you know, we're going to be recording some more songs, more features, you know, any, anything, anything can happen with this project. So many sure. sick collabs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you played, this is hardcore fest recently. Um, uh, how did that go? Yeah, man. Yo, I mean, obviously for me, you know, coming from the hardcore scene, like was always mm -hmm. a dream of mine to play 
the actual festival. Uh, Joe Hardcore is a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. you know we have a lot of history. Um, you know, met him through you know multiple friends many years ago. He actually put us on the sideshow with the Lost for Words and counterparts and stuff years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that you know I consider that playing this is hardcore, but the world actually play this is hardcore on the flyer like the real right. deal. So you know, shout out to Joe Hardcore for you know giving us a chance and opportunity to play. Um, mm-hmm. Was you know everything we could ever imagine. So you know it was it was just it was just dope. So hopefully we'll get to do a uh, do another one in the future. Did the sure, kids yeah. go super um, hard? What's that? <laughs> did did the kids go super fucking hard for you guys? Yeah, it was awesome. There's a lot of Boston in the house, so Boston, Boston always holds it down for Boston, you know. Hell yeah, dude! I actually just this morning I picked up my ticket to see you guys on the uh, 16th of September in uh, Long Beach. Oh man, that's gonna be a good one. Hell yeah! They, they said yesterday it was like already gonna sell out, so I was like, I gotta get on it. <laughs> dude, I, I I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. It'll be our Looking our first time. It you know, on the West coast, uh, you know, we're doing new and SoCal and NorCal. So, you know, super excited. There's so many friends over there, so many great bands. I mean, comeback kid, one of my favorite bands. We just got to do two shows with them in Boston, New York. Um, you know, it's always an honor and pleasure to be around those guys, you know? Yeah. And E town concrete. That's gonna be nuts. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm hyped. All right. Um, so obviously the COVID pandemic, there wasn't any shows going on. So now that we have shows back, how was the experience a little different from, for you guys from a touring, from a band perspective? And uh, how do you think that the turnout's been all right? And how, how are things going with that? Yeah, man. Um, is, are, we, are we talking as far as the world or a Lost for Words or both or what? Uh, both. Yeah, whatever. I know you played some shows with a Lost for Words too since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, so the Lost for Words shows, uh, we sold out both of them. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, the shows didn't feel as packed as they were. So I think people bought tickets. A lot of people got COVID around that time. It was around, you know, the holidays. So, yeah. you know, I would say there was probably like two-thirds of the the tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shows were fucking awesome. You know, we, we all, everybody got wild. You know, some of my favorite shows we played in Brockton where we, you know, kind of got our start, you know, in a, in a lost sports career. And, uh, you know, Romans is where we started. And, you know, we had to play the Brockton VFW, um, which is, you know, right down the street. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, the worst. I mean, you know, the shows have been great. You know, obviously we're a newer band. Um, our first show um, was the Rude Awakening reunion show, and and that was you know everything we could have ever imagined for first show. I'm glad that we have it uh have it on on film so we can you know have documentation of it. It was pretty pretty wild. Um, but yeah, yeah, things things are going well. I mean, as a whole, obviously I do artist management and stuff, and I feel like as a whole, you know, shows are a little down, or you know, tickets that might have been purchased a long time ago for rescheduled shows. You know, there's, you know, probably 70% of the people are actually showing up to the show. So there's definitely a difference. But, you know, the people that really want to be there really want to be there, you know. Sure, and yeah. you, you guys most recently played the Sticks and Stones Fest with Newfound Glory. Um, how, how was that? Dude, I wanted to go to that so bad. That lineup was fucking unreal. Yeah, man. It was cool. Like, we after we did those shows, I remember, you know, Chad's a good friend of mine and hit me up and was like, hey, man, I know you said those those reunion shows, but you know, we're doing this and I know, you know, we, we wanted to just send you an invite. You're from Boston and you know, we'd feel weird not, you know, giving you guys the invite. And we were just like, absolutely. Um, and it was just everything we could ever imagine. You know, obviously all of us were influenced by them. Me specifically, they were, you know, one of the reasons I started a band. Um, so to get to share the stage with them was just, you know, incredible. Obviously, you know, we play different festivals with them, this and that, but never like on the same stage, they actually, Chad asked me to come up and sing a part for him. So I went up and oh, dude, did a no part. Way. Yeah, man. So it was, uh, it was, it was just dope, man. Great experience all over. Which song did you sing on with them? 
Um, you're putting me on the spot right now, and I totally forget the name of the song. I remember the lyrics, but I don't want to sing it right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll find I'll find a clip. I'll find a clip. Yeah. It, oh, we'll, I can we'll I can send you in. I, I have I have it up my <laughs> on my Instagram, but it was actually one of the screaming parts that that Chad did. Okay, um, for sure. So yeah, so I, I I filled in on that form. So shout out to Chad if if you're listening, or even if you're not, just shout out to you anyways for uh you know for inviting us to play that show. Dude, I'm so happy he's doing so much better with his health. Oh, dude, absolutely. So By sick. the way, I'm getting bombarded. I have, since we started this podcast, I have 56 text messages right now. Oh, it's, shit. Still, it's still going. I'm just like, why can't people just let me be? I just yeah. want to do this podcast. Piece. But Hell no, yeah. it's, it, it's cool. I mean, I, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of great bands that I work with, so I'm blessed that I'm getting all these text messages. I can't wait to read them when, I'm, when we're done. Dude, for sure. I finally get to see that New Fond Glory tour on like August 4th, so I'm stoked. But um, yeah. I just saw that the the four year guys I just saw on their Instagram the other day they were they were flying out getting back getting back at it. Those yeah, are also, dude. you know, shout out to Four Year Strong. Those are some of my best friends in the world. I mean, I, we wouldn't be where we were if it wasn't for those guys, you know. And I actually at the Newfound Glory show, I actually shouted out Four Year, being like, "Yo, if it wasn't for those guys, we really wouldn't be where we are." So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm never too old or never too cool to to give people respect where it's due. So, you know, shout out to dude. the Four Year guys. Hell yeah, dude. And they always would bring you guys on tour too, which I'm sure just like catapulted you guys for sure back in the day. Yep, absolutely. Same with Set Your Goals. All those you bands, know, yeah. The, the Wonder Years, you know, obviously yep. Fireworks, Wellers, This Time Next Year, all the bands in that that genre, you know. The best. A lot of, a lot of good memories. Transit. Shout yeah. out Transit. Such gold shit. All, all, Lions, Lions. Now all the bands are just starting to fire out off my head right now. So many, so, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of them. We actually we had one of the um we had one of the hardcore uh hardcore bands in Buffalo play that show, the Newfound Glory one. This band called Spaced. I don't know if you you got to see them okay. at all. I, I haven't I haven't seen them, but I've heard lots about them. Yeah, we're both Buffalo dudes over here. Yeah, we're case. both from Buffalo. Who we both moved away. <laughs> <laughs> we rap Buffalo hard. Yeah, Mo- Mo- Mohawk plays. Mohawk plays, baby. Mohawk place, waiting room, yes. rest in peace, all those places. Extreme wheels, dude. <laughs> yeah, the fucking skate park. Yeah. We, we yeah, played there. Pretty, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, we played extreme wheels before. Holy shit. Did you, yeah, ever play, uh, did you ever play like funeral home or town ballroom? No, I don't think so. I remember we, we, we played a couple of the venues. I remember at Extreme Wheels, whatever it's called. I remember we got into a little, allegedly, we might have got into a little scuffle there back, back in the day. Dude, they um, had the worst security there, so it was probably with them, wasn't it? Uh, I don't. I honestly don't even remember. I just remember that that there yeah, was a, there thing. Was, <laughs> there was a couple skateboards thrown around and stuff. But yeah, it was uh hell yeah. Yeah, that was that was back in the early. That, that was back. In, that was yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> so does it feel weird to be like fronting a hardcore band after all the many years of leading a pop punk band, or was the transition rather simple for you? It was rather simple. I mean, I feel like my stage presence is somewhat similar. It's just me running around jumping on the, you know, on the floor, running around. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's not too much. There's a little bit, obviously, of a, of an intensity switch. You yeah. know, obviously, it's a little bit more angry and I get a little more into it, but I feel like my energy just naturally wants me to run around like a savage in general, no matter mm-hmm. what. So I feel like it doesn't fit. It does, honestly doesn't feel any different, to be, to be real. It's, uh, we kind of grew up playing in the hardcore scene um it doesn't doesn't feel any different honestly that's sick <clears throat> no you just didn't just have muscle, to show muscle, muscle memory with the lyrics so that's definitely that's <laughs> definitely been the challenge is, is remembering the lyrics for the new songs i'm not 
I've never been really good with uh with the the muscle memory. Oh, you'll get it. announced a show outside of LA and Long Beach. Um, you want to talk about how cool it feels to uh, sell that out almost already. And Calvin says he bought his ticket already. So <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super hyped. Uh, you know, with this new project, we haven't been over the West Coast and obviously, you know, have a lot of a lot of love and friends. And obviously a lot of the people on the EP that sang on the record are from the West Coast. So, um, you know, I'm super excited to, to get over there and play. Um, and I think right now, you know, LA hardcore is really thriving and, and, you know, I think it's bigger and better, you know, than ever, you know, from my eyes. Um, mm. so I'm really excited to get over there and just, you know, be part of it. Hell yeah. Um, a lost for words actually started in the year 2000 when you and a buddy in high school talked about wanting to start a band during gym class. Is this true? Yeah, it's true. Danny Poulin. Okay. Shout sick. Out, shout out Danny Poulin. Yeah. We were called, we were called last ride at the time when we were in high school um, we were named after the Undertaker's finishing move. That's a very high school of us, um, you <laughs> know. Yeah. But uh, you know, then we transformed into a loss for words. But yeah, I was only in one band my whole life. You know, this was the this is well, lost for words was the one band that I was in up until you know mm -hmm. to this point. But um, that story is true. We were in gym class, and I remember that very uh, very dearly of, of that conversation. Such an amazing longevity. I wish you guys could just continue for another thirty years. Honestly. I appreciate it. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think you'll see us pop here and there, you know, where, you know, we're not really, you know, if, if, if the opportunity is right and it feels good, um, you know, obviously me and Mikey live in Nashville now and the guys live here, but we all love each other. Um, you know, so we're, we're just having a blast, you know, getting to do with these couple shows. We're doing a, uh, Vanna has a new band called in spirit, which is like the original Vanna oh, band we're doing their reunion show of them playing the record curses. 
we're doing that in the fall, so we're playing again. So, you know, I don't don't be surprised if you see us here and there. You know what I mean? But um, we're not going to try to overdo it. We, we definitely don't want to, you know, beat the dead horse. Hell yeah, dude. The last time I saw you was at For the Children. That was a great show. Yeah, that, that was that was fun. I mean, you know, Nate um, from Zababa um, and the, the SOS booking guys, you know, they do a great job. They do something really cool yeah. for the children. It's such a special show. So one, I'm sure it'll sell out like always, but, you know, everybody make sure you support that. I mean, it's, you know, helping helping kids that are less fortunate, you know, have a good Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So we, didn't, we know you do the management thing now. Um, when you were just beginning in the, in the band thing um, way back in the day, what kind of side gigs did you do for extra cash? yeah man so i don't know if my reception's getting a little bad I'm, i know kind of a little bit let's do a little bit but... it's it's better now actually it's starting yeah, to get okay, cool. again cool yeah so um i used to work construction i used to be in the union local 104 shout out local 104 <laughs> people um but yeah I, I was a groundman for people that were fixing power lines <laughs> um but i used to do that i used to work for my uncle who owns a real estate company and you know me and mike used to mow lawns paint you know houses you know throwaway trash had houses that he bought that he was re, re you know you know i forget the word reventilating I, I can't even remember the the terminology for that now but yeah i mean i used to do whatever i had to do to, to make ends meet uh tell us about the period that it took your band to transition to more of a full-time touring band than just like a kind of a side gig once in a while thing yeah that's a good question for you know for people that are like just starting bands or whatever mm-hmm. how that stuff works but yeah i mean for me um we started doing like little weekend tours here and there or state shows here and there. And then, then it turned into like, let's try to book our own tour. And that was MySpace days. And we booked our first East coast tour. And then you just start, start loving it, meet people, mm-hmm. you know, staying at people's houses, like just random, random adventures. And then, you know, it started being like more of a part-time thing. And then at one point we're like, I think maybe around like 2007, 2008, we're like, yo, let's just fucking do this. You know what I mean? And we just started doing like, you know, independent, you know, DIY tours with other bands that were doing the same kind of shit as us. And then you know, every once in a while you get that like four year strong tour, that one to years tour or whatever, because we all kind of grew up together. But when they got bigger, they never forgot about us. They always were taking us out, showing us love. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But once once we turned full time, we just never looked back, you know? Hell yeah. Um, the Kids Can't Lose, probably your signature album from A Loss for Words. Uh, it was obviously an early work for you guys. How does it feel to have like your early work be more appreciated or, you know, more signature than the rest of the works that you have come along since? Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's really special because, you know, that was our first full length record. It was mm-hmm. we, we paid for it ourselves. Yeah. We released it ourselves. Um, you know, obviously, Pure Noise ended up doing the, the repressing of it, which was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think it was really cool because we kind of did it all on our own. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's cool that our biggest record, you know, that No Sanctuary, you know, or, or we're, we're both the, you know, neck and neck. But I think I'd agree that I think The Kids Can't Lose was the one that kind of put us on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and it's, it's it feels good that we did that all independent, you know? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me, that'll always be the quintessential uh, record for Lost Words. But, dude, every album you guys put out was fucking great. Like, every single one is, like, spectacular in its own way. I love it. They're all Thank different. You. They're all unique. They're all unique, yeah. And that's, like, so important. Yeah. Oh, wait. Different writers are. And, you know, I, I was so cool. Obviously, we got to do some acoustic records. We did the yeah. Motown cover record. That was one of my that we. Um, so, so yeah, man, we, 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 
second of it. And paper and plastic never released that on CD, right? What the Motown? They never. They have the Motown one on CD. Or did they? I can't remember. I remember watching an interview about it. They they did a sampler of it. Yeah, Um, I have it. (laughs) The final of it, and that paper and plastic. That's the fucking. That was the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Whatever, we don't have to go all into that stuff, but I mean, everybody knows how I feel. All right, actually, I'm next. Getting asked yeah, to do yeah. uh, bar bands with the uh, the Wonder Years must have been a pretty awesome feeling, uh, especially getting to do like a track that featured a handful of your closest friends. What was yeah, the process man. to doing that? You know, that was just really cool um, that I think Soupy always has great ideas. Uh-huh. Um, he's always thinking outside the box, and I mean, it was really cool to get the whole squad together, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and do something like, I've never really seen that done. Like a bunch of homies back to back to back to back to back. Like, I mean, think about it. What, what, who else do you know that just has a bunch of singers going back to back to back to back? Like, dude, for sure. It was now, a different thing. Did he have you guys just all drop in for like an hour and lay that out? Or were you all there at the same time that day well, or separate? My Uber driver. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me talk on this, on this, uh, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Um, fuck yeah, dude! Got, like in the day, like uh, like a, a day in the life of, of Maddie right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so awesome. But yeah, so like, long story short, is I think we all just kind of did it at different studios and stuff because I think that's why you can kind of hear the different um, like recording qualities. Yeah, um, you can hear everybody drop in at different points. Yeah, that, and you can just hear like the like just the sound qualities of mm-hmm. some studios are better than others and whatnot. Um, but. <laughs> I think that's kind of what gives it like the punk feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not like super polished, but it was executed well, and the idea was fucking you know phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're more on the songs you've been featured in the past. Uh, were there any opportunities you had to turn down um, at any point that you wanted to do that you couldn't do? Um, actually, there was one opportunity that I really wanted to do back in the day. Was um, remember that band Daggermouth? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they had asked me to fill in singing for them. I was like a, I think it was like a comeback hit in Crime and Stereo Tour back in the day. Um, and I remember they asked me like two days before, but I just like, I just had so much shit going on. And I think that we had a tour that um, that would have affected it, but I would have loved to do that tour. I, I love Daggermouth. Those are good friends of mine. And yeah, I wish I, that was one thing I wish I got to do. Um, trying to think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of just do everything I want to do. Like I just, you, whether I can afford it or, or finesse your way in, I just always, I'm always down for the opportunities. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what my thing is. Um, the next question I got for you, you, you did that acoustic tour with uh, Vinny Caruana and Koji and Jeff Rickley and all those guys. You want to talk yeah, about how that, that came about and how the, uh, the tour was, how the tour went off. You guys all kind of took a single band together, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was, that was definitely one of my favorite tours I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously I grew up, you know, idolizing Thursday and, and, um, also idolizing the movie life. So, yeah. you know, the <laughs> fact that I got yeah. to do that, that tour with them was just incredible. And we, yeah, we shared a van. So <laughs> you know, we toured with Vinny Caruana before that, which was super dope, but, um, so, how you doing? I can I can say hello on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, that, that was really cool to to be able to do um, you know that tour with them and, and ride in a van with them and get to know them very well. So that was that was super dope. So. 
do you have any uh, fun memories of the Vans Warp Tour? And uh, is it true that the uh, contract is up next year in 2023? That's what I keep hearing. You know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I mean, I've, I've definitely heard the rumors that the contract was whatever, three years, five years, whatever the hell it was. So yeah, I, I fucking hope to God it comes back because, <laughs> yeah. you know, so many, so many bands, so much easier to break bands that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just hope those rumors are true, you know? Yeah, I hope so. But if, but if you're looking for me to, to, to leak any information, I don't have that information for you. The only person I heard talk about it was Franz from Attila, and I don't know if I can believe that guy. Franz is a putt there. See, great great marketing scheme. You got everybody talking about it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's cool. <laughs> that whole interview he did with uh, whatever, No Jumper, was super funny. <laughs> um, so I was listening to your cover of Use Somebody by Kings of Leon this morning, and you guys have done plenty of covers, obviously, throughout the years. Do you ever hear back from the actual artist that you're covering with, like, I, kind, kind words or anything? I, I did, actually, from Miguel is one of my favorite artists of all time. <laughs> And his guitar player at the time, when we did the song, actually reached out to me and said, yo, you guys killed it on Twitter. And they retweeted it, which was really cool for me. Um, I don't really know how many A Lost Words fans even really knew who Miguel was at the time because he was pretty mm -hmm. small at the time. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. Um, Jason from Acceptance um, on Warp Tour, when we did Acoustic Basement, he came up and watched us play that song, which was really cool. And gave me the thumbs up which was nice and then he ended up singing on one of our songs for, for our from our last record which was cool um i actually did a cover of my first tiktok i ever did was a uh, i did neo and oh, neo, yeah. neo actually dm me no way <laughs> i totally fucked it up because he was like yo this is dope what do you what do you have going for your your music career and i basically just tried to put on one of my artists and was like <laughs> that girl nikki hayes She's super dope. And then he just never responded to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably should just, I probably should have just like, uh, had more of a conversation with him before I just started like trying to shut up my artist. <laughs> That's so sick. Yes. Yeah, so that was funny. <laughs> All right. Um, you always interacting with your fans and being around the merchandise before and after your sets, you seem to spend a lot of time with everybody. Uh, is that important? How important is that to you as a person or in, as an artist? If someone wants to listen to me talk, that's just <laughs> so i just i just i cherish the opportunity to talk to someone who wants to talk to me you know so i'm always i'm always down for conversations and getting to meet people i, I think that's like the journey of life is for me is just uh you know meet as many people as i possibly can and try mm -hmm. to hear their story to share my stories and you know that's that's kind of what i've always been about since i was since i was younger so i'm uh i'm blessed and honored that i've had the opportunity to meet so many great people over the years Dude, I think something that nobody can take from you is your unbelievable like work ethic and dedication to the music industry. What do, what do you think keeps you going and what you know what makes you get through I, each day? I'm, I'm with Sarah and Katrina right now. They're making me dinner and they keep <laughs> going. And then yeah. little 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 Richard Butt. Shout out to Richard Butt. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have so many, you know, so many great artists that I have I'm blessed to be able to work with. And um, I don't know, I, I just always love music. I mean, it's you know going from being a fan to being like a, a starving artist to, yep. you know, man, a really, you know, great band Paris that I did over, over the years. That was my first band that I ever managed and, you know, going down that journey. I mean, that's how I actually, how I met Katrina, who's making me dinner right now is I met her because she was a, a big Paris fan and we became friends through it. And it's crazy. Actually, I was talking to Pat earlier too, which is, which is funny. And then we were talking about Katrina and now, 
and now I'm, we're talking about Katrina right now. But yeah, it's, it's crazy how everything just goes full circle. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's yeah, it's a blessing. That's wild. That was literally my next question was if you were still managing Paris or not. I'm not managing Paris, but Lynn is still my sister and I love her to death. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, as much of a bummer as it is that a loss for words never reached the success the band should have, I believe there's a special place for bands like this, you know, that means so much to a certain group of kids to a specific time period. And, you know, like the 2010s were, were unreal with the height of bands like fireworks transit this time next year, polar bear club, the wonder years, I call fives, you know, and of course you guys, are you, are you content with where you made it? Just want to make a new playlist. Yeah. Are, are no, you, uh, are you content with where you guys got? Hell yeah. We were always content. We were, a lot of words was never complainers and never compared ourselves to anybody. I mean, we're all just, we were all just like, you know, low middle-class, um, you know, maybe some, one of us was not even that. Um, but you know, we, we just enjoyed it. We were just like, fuck, we're like, you know, we're a band that came from a little shitty town and here we are, you know, we're in Japan, we're in Australia. And I just think that we always, we enjoyed every second of it. I mean, did we argue with each other and fight each other? hundred percent, but we were blessed with the opportunities that we had. And we always, you know, we always, enjoyed, we always enjoyed it. Did you and any of the guys ever get in a fist fight? You and a loss for words? Oh yeah. Mikey just gave me a birthday post and he said something <laughs> like lines of like, we're not even friends or brothers. We've literally fist fought each other three times. And then he had a whole asking who won the fights and i mean he does tell the truth i mean we definitely got the best of each other um i definitely knocked him out twice but he definitely got it both times and <laughs> maybe broke my ribs one time maybe gave me a black eye another time but it's it's bro- it's brother shit you know what i mean like yeah it's funny but like well if we're like arguing people try to get involved we're like you shut the fuck up <laughs> like <laughs> and like me and him will both like want to attack them for trying mm-hmm. to break it but like you know me and Mikey literally have known each other. I've known Mikey since he was like 11 years old. Um, so he's like a little brother to me. That's he's so been the biggest pain in my ass. And he even moved to Nashville. And I have to still see him time. So I just don't think I can ever escape him. So I've just come <laughs> to terms. I've just come to terms. Shout oh, out, Mikey. Yeah. I, I, I hate that I love you. <laughs> what is uh, one opportunity you lost for words as a band turned down that you wish you had done? Hmm. <clears throat> Um, I don't really think we turned down everything. I think we maybe took, I think we maybe did too much, (laughs) but I I don't change anything there, but Mm -hmm. yeah, there's nothing honestly that we turned down that I would have changed. I think we pretty much, if we were available, we always did it. Uh, Yeah. I don't think there's nothing that comes to mind that I think that we Mm -hmm. we did. Yeah. I can't remember, Adam, the last time we saw them was in Philly with the Wonder Years for the 10th anniversary shows, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, did, that rings a bell to me. Did you play all three shows or was it just one day? I can't remember. I think we just played once and I think our guitar player could play all last three. Minute. And I think we had Chris Regan play, if I'm thinking of the right shows. Okay. We played after Koji the first day, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, because I think we had Chris, I think we just showed up and we're like, Chris, you know our songs, come play with us. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is in the movie life. I'm proud of yeah. him. Chris come a long way, but I'm pretty sure that was a show. We just like, pulled up. We're just like, yo, bro, Nevada couldn't make it. You mind just playing with us? And he's like, all right, I know most of your songs. I'll just learn the rest. And he did. <laughs> sure. That was that uh, very lost for words. That uh, was, so- uh, that was, it was really interesting. Cause the, the first day Koji like opened the whole thing by himself, which was, must've been a daunting task for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
one guy on the stage in front of like how many people? Thousands. Koji. So Koji was also on the tour with Vinny Caruana, Jeff Rickley, mm-hmm. Brian e from there for I am the lost words. Yeah. And me and Koji, he's just like, he's very, uh, very Zen. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you just be like, I just love that. I get to see you be you every day. And I was like, Oh, Koji, I'm just glad I get to be next to you in the van and just feel the chill vibes coming from you. And, yeah, uh, awesome. anymore, but we had the best time with each other. Mm-hmm. He's wrote, so, he wrote two songs for me. Um, he does that like downright thing. So I had him write a couple songs for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I'll awesome. send them to you sometime. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, what would you say has been your biggest takeaway from all the years in the Lost for Words? Um, my biggest takeaway was just like taking chances and getting out there and just getting to meet people and tour to different countries. I mean, I don't think I'd be the same person I was if I didn't get to see and meet people from different cultures, different religions, different um, ethnicities, uh, different foods, uh, the different ways of like, you know, what you do when you enter a house in different countries, like what's you know, what's frowned upon. I don't know. Just, I, I can't even explain of just all the different things that I learned about our culture that I don't like things that I didn't like about myself. Yeah. I think that is continually, like I'm always continuing to try to learn and open my mind up even more and, mm-hmm. and learn more and try to understand different people's perceptions of life. And, and um, yeah, just, just, I love cultures. I mean, that's really what, a Lost Words is all about. We love going to different countries. We love shaking hands. We love meeting everybody. Um, we love going to the bars and meeting everybody at the local bars. And we love to eat all the local food, um, yeah. try to you know, learn about the different religions and I don't know, just all that stuff. I, I think that that's the most important part. And I still, to this day, I'm addicted to traveling. I just yeah. love meeting people and love learning and, you know, experiencing life. Dude, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about.
so obviously being a successful musician, part of that requires you guys to stand out in the music scene. How, what is the most difficult part of that for you? I love that you consider me a successful musician. That made, you just made my, well, <laughs> <laughs> can you question? All I heard was successful musician. I was like, <laughs> you stopped, you stopped, you just caught it. You're done. All right. Um, so obviously it's, it's important for you guys to stand out in the music scene, the loss for words, the world, wherever part you're in. Um, what's the most difficult part of that for you? Um, I mean, for me, it's just always being me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, I don't try to act any certain way. Like, you know, I'm the same, I have different things in my life, but whether it's Maddie from class 92 or Maddie from Karuma or mm-hmm. Maddie from lost words or Maddie from the world, I'm still the same person. I'm just the, what the, the music and the art that I'm putting out there is a different part of me, but it's all me. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yes. You're a real dude. It's just, you know, some topics are about different things. Like I can talk about suicide in one thing. Yeah. I can talk about, you know, frustrations with the government and politics with another thing. Mm-hmm. I can talk about uh, a day trip with my guys at the beach, you know, with another on another song or mm-hmm. about some a love song. You know what I mean? It's all me. It's just different, different art, like different parts of the these. What, what I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it, but I think you get, I think you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was very mad. Just got overwhelmed and I just shut down. <laughs> in what in, in what ways would you say branding for bands has changed from like the MySpace era to today? Oh, I mean, it's definitely I feel like the image and you know, keeping up with, you know, the social media and all that stuff is mm-hmm. much half the battle these yeah. days. And when a lost word started, like we didn't even have you know, my, that was like pre MySpace days. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like we, we had to go and like put flyers up everywhere and stuff. Like it was a way different way of, of marketing yourselves. Um, like we'd go to other shows and flyer, you know, every night and go to Newberry Comics and put a flyer up on the wall, go to other local pizza shops and skate shops. And I just think that it's a whole different world. So that's why I got, I got my, my young, my young crew over here that helps this old man who has no, no, no touch of reality. Um, I get I get my info from from them, and you know they have their ear to the ground, and I try my best, but I'm just so, you know, I'm just I'm just always trying to learn and figure it out. But sometimes it's difficult. Yeah, you guys come back from a time when bands had to like truly grind, and now I feel like people can just share shit so easily and and garner a fan base overnight, which is just crazy. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's a whole a whole different ball game now. So I mean, you just got to try to roll. With the road with the road with the tide you know yeah it still dilutes the uh the pool so to say if there's more easier opportunities for every you know everybody to cook about and share right so it's still it, it just makes it different yeah and i feel like a lot of people don't <laughs> like support their friends as much as i think they should like mm-hmm. yeah these i'm just fucking reshare like who cares yeah what, dude followers those five followers don't fucking matter anyways if that's the case that that's that's the way I look at it. I try to support all my friends and mm-hmm. you know, support us and reshare as much as I can or send a happy birthday shout out or whatever to make someone's day. Like I just feel like now like certain people are just too they worry too much about every everything. And I get it to a certain degree, but I don't know, everybody's gotta live a little bit more, I feel. Dude, hell sure. yeah. I'm with you with that. Yeah. Um, do you think that Lost for Words could have benefited from more exposure or different types of marketing at any time in the band's existence? Oh uh, man, I think there's lots of things we could have done different, or whatever. But I think that's what made us who we are. You know, 
Sure. Yeah, we were very DIY. I mean, we definitely had some great people along the way help us out. But um, yeah, we just fucking went out there and did it ourselves and learned as we went. Yeah, more organically, right? Yeah. Yep. Some people get some people get their shit handed to them on a silver platter, and some people get out there and, and do it on their own, and some people meet in the middle. I think everybody in this room knows that's all about. <laughs> Uh, if you weren't involved in the music scene, what would you be doing with your life? Um, I've always wanted to do psychology or help inner city kids um, that, you know, grew up with maybe like, you know, no father or something like that and kind of mm -hmm. try to put an influence on, you know, helping, you know, inner city kids have, uh, have they can, can depend on. Mm -hmm. So maybe someday I'll, I'll get, I'll get involved with that, but I've always, I've always wanted to just, just be a help. And I love listening to my friends, helping my friends with advice. So that's, you know, something that I actually enjoy. It, although it can be draining because I'm a very emotional person. So I want to hurt. I, I can kind of also take in those, those pains as well. Mm -hmm. Emotional people are also the strongest people. I think. Hey, if you, you keep saying nice things to me, man. I'm going to have to have you make a fucking <laughs> Every morning when I wake up. <laughs> we'll send you a good morning text every morning with a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you Sundays off though. Just 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 Saturday. Hell yeah. Uh we got we got a couple more questions for you, and then we got like a little speed round. Uh have you ever gotten absolutely annihilated in a mosh pit? Me? Yeah, hell yeah. I've got my I've, I've got my nose broken probably like four times from my own friends. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Um, have you ever been hurt while performing? Uh, yes. I almost got knocked out. I got in Long Island. I got some kid was stage diving and he spun kicked me right in the face. And I, I saw the stars almost went down, had no idea what song we were playing. Mikey started singing. I figured out where we were and then I kept going. So I guess you could say you were at a loss for words in that moment. I was, I, was no. <laughs> I had to say it. That was too good. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been involved in any wild van accidents? Um, no, but I was like, keep this pretty short. Our band was driving to play in El Paso, Texas the same day that uh, my good friends in the ghost inside got on their bus accident. And I actually was there for that experience and went to the hospital to visit them. And it was pretty, a pretty crazy experience that I can't really explain, but, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was definitely the craziest uh, thing ever. And after that, I think I I actually did an interview about this, but I don't think I ever really slept as good in a bus or bandwagon or van ever after that. And like, I still just thinking about what they would have went through. Um, but I like if I wake up in a car, like jump or whatever, like definitely, you know, just trying to think of what what they what my what my friends went through um is is a horrifying thing and it's touring is a very dangerous thing so be safe out there and how how amazing to see those guys carry on after all that they went through honestly Th those are some of the strongest guys that i know so i'm really really proud of those guys for you know staying strong and they, they you know they're such a a big influence you know before that on people's lives and just to come back out and mm -hmm. still do what they love and help all the people that just look up to, to dudes like vigil and, and his mm -hmm. story you know, them just to all get back out there, especially Andrew, mm -hmm. you know, fuck, he's just one of the most talented musicians as a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, he writes fucking amazing songs on guitar. I'm still mad. He did a little project and have me sing on it, but the next one, you better get me on this. So Andrew, if you, if you listen, you already know how I'm feeling about this. Hell yeah, dude. 
And then um, for any of the kids out there that are dying to start a band, where do you suggest they start in their journey? Just find like-minded people, you know, like, I mean, depending upon what kind of music you're doing, but I mean, if you're starting a punk band, find people that, you know, want to make a difference, have the same views as you and, you know, and do it because you love it. And it's not easy. If you're looking to do a band like this to make money, then you're in the wrong fucking place. Um, but if you're in it for experiences and, and for, you know, doing greater good for, for people in the scene, then, you know, you can make such an impact in many ways and you got to work really hard. Nothing gets, nothing gets handed over to you and just be, you know, be thankful, shake hands and work really hard. And, you know, maybe someday you get to tour the world. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We got this crazy little speed round at the end here. Uh, I ask a lot of bullshit questions and you just answer. So I'll, I'll ask oh, and oh. then at Adam will ask, huh? All right, let's go. Let's fucking do this. Fucking let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, favorite hardcore album. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, shit. Uh, wake the dead by comeback kid. Oh, hell yeah. Good choice. All right. You're in a bar brawl and you get to choose one Boston Bruin current or f- former to fight by your side. Who do you choose? <laughs> I'm going to say Marsh because that, right. that, 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 that's my dude or, or I'm just Chara because we'll fucking kill everybody. So yeah, <laughs> go with Chara. Beat everybody All else. Right. Fuck. Sure. Uh, favorite suicide file song. Um, was it Ashcroft? Ashcroft? I, I, I can't remember. Yep. I've been so long, but yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I'm gonna get made fun of now. Thanks, guys. No, that's, <laughs> you got it. That was it. You're good. So um, you got you're being challenged to uh ab- to obtain a world record for the Guinness World Records. Uh, what record do you think you could do? <laughs> uh, fights um, within a band. <laughs> <laughs> Fights, fights with my own friends i mean i don't know i'd say uh, uh most phone numbers in my in my in my contact book i really think i do i have like nine thousand or something like that Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fuck! eat that in book how many of those do you think you hit up on like a yearly basis i don't fucking know man it changes <laughs> I, I, I don't know but i've, I've talked to everybody at least so i've talked to nine thousand people at least once wow <laughs> um <laughs> grape jelly or strawberry jelly uh strawberry jelly good okay. choice all right your song, favorite philosopher word song it's seeds in there say what keep going so i need seeds i want little seeds in there none oh, of that yeah. fucking <laughs> 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 all right your favorite philosopher word song mont saint joseph oh fuck yeah of course <laughs> I, I might have to agree with you there i don't uh, even want to ask that one honestly right i tried 25 of the times we played that song so yeah I maybe know, even yeah. more but I'm in the zone. That's my that's my one. But yeah, Mount yes. St. Joseph. Uh, Everyone should know why. What's a what's a must stop food stop or roadside attraction while on the road? I mean, am I, uh, on tour, like we're talking about touring. Yeah, like it doesn't matter where you're at. What's the place? Okay, well, I mean, Taco Bell is always the spot because it's, it's it's you know vegan friendly too, if you will. I mean, I guess more than other places, but. My newest place now, if I toured, I would try to find Kava all the time. Kava is my place. I know it doesn't exist many places, but holy fuck, has that place changed my life. What? Where is this and what is this? Um, Just just search it. It's like a Mediterranean okay. place. Like lots of hummus and feta cheese, and that's what my life revolves around. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, okay, your turn. All right, scariest movie you've ever seen? Exorcism of Emily Rose. I remember when I watched that at my friend's house, I fucking sprinted down my street because I thought there was going to be 
some fucking possessed person coming at me. That movie fucking scares the shit of me. It's like, if that happens in real life, I, I would just I would just jump off a, a bridge, really. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's hard. Uh, what's the best city you visited? Uh, Tokyo, Japan. Hell yeah. I had a feeling you were yeah. saying that. What's the worst city you visited? Visited. That's how my brain feels all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't talk shit, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've just never really been the biggest fan. Not a uh, Germany cities. I don't know. I, I I can find some beautiful like parts of Germany. Made some mm-hmm. good friends, but I think I've been there enough, and you know, it's it's cool. But yeah, Japan's my favorite. Germany, you know. Maybe I'll go back again today. Maybe not. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Your turn. My bad. My turn again. All right. Who is your favorite band to tour alongside? I'm going to have to just say Four Year Strong. I mean, it's it's not even like uh, we're just family. We've, we spent mm-hmm. so many um, from vans to buses to countries. I don't think I like. Yeah. I mean, that's just family. Worst show you ever played? There was a show in Georgia. We played and we broke our spring. The first song, I think, I think Mikey threw his bass somewhere. Someone got in a fight. I jumped down and started fighting with them. I think we only played like four songs. It was just atrocious. I apologize to anyone that witnessed that. And yeah, I, I, I think we all considered just calling it a day after that one. That's hilarious. That's where Adam is right now. He's in Georgia. I'm in Atlanta, well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we're in a, it was a wild one. <laughs> What's the last item you threw at someone? Last item I threw at someone. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not really someone to throw something at people. So I remember I threw, I, actually right when I was a kid, I threw a rock across the highway and it hit the telephone wire and smashed the bus window. And then I was grounded for about two months. <laughs> so I think that was the last time I ever threw something. Uh, what's a reason you got detention in high school? Um, because I couldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, go ahead. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Fucking I, I, name it. I did it. And, uh, <laughs> I was a I was a kid though. I wasn't a bad kid in high school. I just uh, I just was um a social butterfly, and somehow I always found myself around people that like to get in trouble. What's your favorite fireworks song? Um, Detroit. Because we were in the video and it fucking rules. Hell yeah. Uh, coolest city to visit. Or you already kind of said that. You like Tokyo. Uh, let's go with uh, favorite American Nightmare record. <clears throat> so you're asking me questions. I'm not really good with the remembering um, fucking song titles, album cover, album covers. So you're going to get me in trouble with all my friends for being a fucking poser. So okay. <laughs> I want to... All right, whatever the song is that Fireworks named their band after, because it was an American Nightmare song. So we'll go what, with that what, one. What 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 song? Wasn't there like a song like "Fuck Fireworks" or something? Or I can't I can't even remember. Now. Wow, that that would be sick if that I, I didn't even know that. That's yeah, yeah they, they, they did I'm name. To, I'm gonna have to text after this and, and figure this out. Yeah, they named their song. They named their band after American Nightmare for sure. Um, Interesting. I love this. Yeah, well, I learned something new. Every- yeah, for sure. All right. What's uh, one positive memory that you will never forget in your life? Oh, this fucking interview, of course. Man, yeah. <laughs> you. 
one positive i don't like i've had so many amazing positive experiences i mean more of the recent um just an older dude who's a hardcore dude legendary dude um just us having some really deep conversations and at the end this might even sound weird and probably won't even come off the way it's, it's coming but him just being like you're a solid dude i fucking love you and we had just like he's like if anybody's not listening to your fucking stories or, or laughing at you then fuck them and i remember that just being like whoa i've always been like I'm, you know i'm 30 and i'm still self-conscious and when you get deep conversation thank you and you're really just trying to say like a really you know long story that people won't get and then you feel stupid but it was cool when he really enjoyed my stories and told me some of his stories and yeah it was it was cool biggest regret shout out Tavi. shout out Tavi if you listen to this you're the one i'm talking about you know you know who you are <laughs> uh what's your uh what's your biggest regret biggest regret i don't have any regrets fuck yeah <laughs> Ended it right there. <laughs> yeah. And what's, uh, what are you, what are you most proud of? Um, I'm just most proud of the people that I have in my life that, uh, continue to be good friends to me and I can, you know, I, I'll always try to be good friends with them, but I'm proud of just doing what I do and travel and fucking meet people and shaking hands. And I'm just blessed to have all the support from, you know, friends and family or my family that's still there. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm proud of myself and my friends for doing what we do. Well, you're officially one of my new favorite people. Thank you so much for doing this. This was fucking sick. And all the years of all the great music you've put out has meant so much to us and so many people in the scene. Uh, we're super stoked on the new world stuff and I can't wait to see you guys like in two months. Yeah. Yo, thank you for buying tickets, man. I appreciate it. Yo, this is a very good interview. Yeah. For um, sure. I them i always have fun but you know this was this was a really fun one so thank you guys so much for having me and absolutely and, uh, still feel cool yeah <laughs> hell yeah dude we'll make sure to text you some compliments every morning <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna perfect timing because i don't know if you have the best fucking meal of my life home cooked by the That'd bowl herself what are you eating what, what, what what's on the menu red bell pepper pasta oh <laughs> dude that's the best what's up <laughs> how you doing hello <laughs> This is this is Katrina Reclaim, aka the Bull, yeah. aka oh, yeah. the Cook, aka the Chef, aka getting it done, aka get you back. Hell yeah, dude! So yeah, that, that's that's Katrina that I met during my uh, when I first started managing Paris. We 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 were in many different cities together, and now we uh, we get the pleasure to work together. Now I get the pleasure to eat dinner at her house. And you're you're in Boston right now. This is Boston. We're we're in the Boston area. We're in Quincy specifically, which is. Nice. Uh, Right next to right next to Boston, but yeah, I'm back home visiting family and stuff. We're going to Sad Summer tomorrow. Going to but on Monday, and then I got to start flying around to get back to work <laughs> and doing daddy shit again. Yo, if I was I was in Boston like a month ago. I went to that venue, the the Middle East. Oh yep, yep. That's what we just played with. Come back in. Yep. Oh sweet, yeah, cool venue. It was awesome. Except I fucking forgot to go to Newberry. I never got to go there before, so I'm kind of pissed yeah. about that. That's that's it. That's that's that's. that's Legendary shit. The one on Newberry Street's great. Yeah, dude, for sure. Well, dude, best of luck. I can't wait to see you guys in a few weeks. And yeah, just like hit me up anytime if you need anything. Cool. Well, I appreciate you very much. And I'll see you uh, <laughs> on Long Beach. Come say what's up. Hell yeah. See you at Supply. All right. Sounds good. See you, man. How can you sit there in your room like a caged up refuge?
Too damn hard to watch you fall apart. 